0: Yet another incredible edition of the Thought Police, the uh, fastest growing podcast currently on the news charts at uh, iTunes. Kevin O'Sullivan here with me. I'm Mike Graham. Um... Another rip-snorting week, I have to say, in the news business, Kevin.
1: Yes, it's been such a week. I'm, I'm feeling rather emotional. I think I might burst into <laughs> tears, a bit like Matt Hancock did this morning on Good Morning Britain. You know, Good I so Tell us what happened. Well, he was, uh, you know, uh, hailing his own brilliance at getting this vaccine uh, program underway, mm. and uh, then suddenly, to Piers and Susanna, sort of broke down. <laughs> such a terrible year, and at last, at last, we can see a way out. You know, uh, which goes hand in hand with him. Maybe it's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a I very, mean, very get, long one. you know how people get stressed out and you yeah. go, you know, mate, why don't you take a few days off? Well, the thing is about Matt is a lot of people say that they were crocodile tears, mm. i.e. Very good. No, but uh, that he was fake crying. Mm. I'm not sure that he was, uh, but I tweeted this morning, you know, if, if he's really crying, you know, I think we ought to go back to uh, the good old days when men were men in this country and they didn't cry. Mm. You know, stiff up a lip, Matt. Uh, but that's a very old-fashioned view now, well, isn't it? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Stop crying. Stop crying. You're a bloke.
0: It's a bad look. Mm. Yeah, but also, maybe he is very stressed out, though, because, I mean, it can't have been much fun. I mean, I've said this to you before about Boris. Imagine waking up in the morning as Boris Johnson and thinking, what am I going to do today? Oh, I know. Um, I'll go down and face the people in my office who all hate me. Uh, or, or I could make a few phone calls to some people on the back benches who, who all hate me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or I could go and talk to Carrie, who doesn't seem to like me that much. Yeah. Um, or I could maybe go down to uh, Westminster, where they All hate me,
1: yeah. Um, or I could address the nation because all the people hate yeah. me, too. or I could
0: read uh, some of the comments underneath
1: my tweets
0: yeah. because they all hate me, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it must be quite, yeah. Nasty, so, 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 I'm going to give Matt the benefit of the doubt because all the of course, all the labor lot, all the lefties are saying that's fake tears, right? Of course, they are. Uh, I think that there, there was a genuine emotion there that he is seeing a way out of not only the nation's hell but his own <laughs> hell, as you say, mm. uh, and therefore probably was sobbing tears of relief. But, I mean, Matt. Stiff upper lip, men don't cry. That was a bit pathetic. Well, not only does... I mean, I don't have a problem with men
0: crying. I mean, I I don't don't mind crying at the end of the odd movie if I've had a few bottles of wine, you know, and I get a little bit overcome with emotion. But, I mean, I'm always accused of that. Than having actually no real emotion, that all I do is cry. At well, film, you know, that's what they say. But they don't actually, about
1: cry about real stuff. That's what they say about the most cynical men. Yeah. On earth, they're the people who cry at Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> so if you give them a load of old crap, they will burst into tears. But uh, you know, fuck it. I say, uh, let's go back to proper British values. Uh, emotional incontinence is simply not British, and they don't really do it. And also, if you are a politician, you
0: know, can you imagine if Theresa May started crying?
1: People well, she did say, that one time, people didn't she would say, yeah.
0: well, that's because you're a woman, yeah. which would be entirely wrong.
1: And I that. don't like that either. I don't like the fact that when Maggie Thatcher left Downing Street, there's that famous picture yes, with her. Yes, which the is a arm, real tear. Which is, that's a kind of trope. Oh, look, the woman's crying. Yeah, yeah. Same for Teresa when he, she sat, uh, signed off from Downing mm. Street. Oh, look, a woman's crying. I don't like that right. either. Uh,
0: but, you know. Mind I, you, maybe something would be better than old David Cameron's humming. Do you remember that? <laughs> when he gave his <laughs> final speech, and then he started just going, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like as if he didn't have a care Couldn't in the world. he's fucked the country and the yeah. government. He's, he's going. Right?
1: He's going. He's, uh, leaving Downing Street to spend more time with his two hundred million pound fortune. Yeah, absolutely
0: right. And his, his twenty three thousand pounds shed at the bottom yeah, of the car. Oh, yeah, all inherited. Uh, yeah, I know, absolutely right. But what about Boris? Because I mean, this week has been Brexit tastic, hasn't it? There's been more to talk about as far as Brexit is concerned. But it's,
1: but it's the same old shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same old shit. Uh, we now talk right at the cusp. We're talking. At the very end of these talks, something will happen within the next day or so. Uh, Boris is jetting out in an emergency mercy dash to Brussels for a face-to-face with Ursula von der Leyen, and and on and on it goes. Ursula von
0: der as I call it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and on and on it goes. And we are being subjected to pathetic Mm. theatre. As I said on Sunday, you know, we're told, you know, Barnier and his mob come over to London for last-ditch London Talks uh this is crucial, every second is crucial. And then suddenly five o'clock Sunday afternoon, all right, let's let's all go to Brussels. Right. All of them, the British as well. Well it gets worse. Why did the they do that? Well it
0: gets worse, right? Because just before we started recording this, uh the message came out from the EU that actually, you know, the Thursday deadline of all deadlines which must not be crossed and must not must not be passed, might actually not be the final deadline.
1: Oh Christ. I mean,
0: to be fair, it's not actually Boris's fault. I think he should just not bother going. Because it's clearly the EU's intention to keep this going for as long as possible because they can keep saying, "Oh, there's still a chance that we might be able to do a deal. Well, why? It doesn't seem to be. They don't
1: fucking do one yet. You know, much has been said about the two big sticking points, the the fishing rights. Yeah. I I think that's non-negotiable. We have sovereign rights over our waters when we leave the EU. End of. Yeah. You know, there can be no concessions there. Uh, and the other one, which I think... Well, I would, actually, I would add a wrinkle to that. I would say, look, if, if, if there is
0: something to be said for giving some of the other countries access to the waters, then fine, but that's, agree that, a fee. That's the point. But agree a fee. No,
1: that's the point. Right? That's, that's the point. Well, you can fish in our waters. No one ever said we were going to ban them from fishing in right. our waters. But you do so on our terms yeah. because those seas are ours. But
0: that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people
1: seem to have fallen into the no, trap well, of going, they, they misunderstand you know, the oh, situation. well, we
0: haven't got enough boats and all of that. I mean, I had a guy ring up today who was talking about a guy who used to work on the fishing fleets in Suffolk where, um, and you know a bit about that part of the world, yeah, I do. where they would send like 40 craft out.
1: Mm. And this is not that many no. years ago. Uh-huh. Um and then it's down to about three now. Yeah, you know. Oh no, we haven't got much uh, of a, a fleet, a trawler fleet ourselves anymore. I think it's naught point naught one percent of our uh, industrial output fishing. Yeah. But it's very—it's a culturally important facet of these negotiations. Yes. Ted Heath sold our poor fishermen down the river fifty years ago with a last-minute concession. Uh, you can fish the fuck mm. out of our waters. I mean, I don't remember about.
0: much about those times, right? Because I was only a young teenager. Yes.
1: <laughs> But, I mean, what that, an absolute... Well, it was a terrible what sellout. What a mess. What an was, absolute mess. It was a terrible sellout, and we have to stand by our fishermen these times. As you quite rightly say, Mike, it's not about banning the French and the Spanish and the Scandinavians from our waters. Mm. It's about um, making sure they only fish our waters on our terms. That's the way it goes. Right. It's our fucking water. Yeah. Ends. Yeah, why would it have to be renegotiated, bizarrely? Because, oh, yes, Edward Heath gave it all away, gave away the farm. Well, they're, they're saying that Barnier is now saying, well, 10 years allow it to go on for ten years we've said three years I don't think three how about no years. fucking years yeah no fucking years yeah. that's exactly right but the
0: other well point we did have this fish quota conversation before didn't we okay. how about here's you new fish quota fuck all
1: <laughs> this is exactly how this many rights you have over our fishing <laughs> work fuck all now fuck off <laughs> and uh, the other uh, keep fact, a couple of the other aspect of this these sticking points which i think is almost more important mm. is the level playing field yes. of trading terms yeah. now what that means is europe is demanding that we accept their terms for What we, how we trade. Mm. Well, no. That's why we're leaving. They don't seem to
0: understand. They've they've sort of fundamentally misunderstood the whole idea of us leaving the organisation, right? I mean, as Daniel Hannan said to me today, it's a bit like a protection racket. It's not like a trading group or a trading block. They're trying to basically punish you for leaving.
1: Yeah. We are leaving so that you lot can no longer tell us how we can trade. Yeah. We will dictate our own terms of how we trade with the world and, indeed, Europe, and you lot in brussels will not mm. end of story end exactly of story.
0: exactly there can be no middle ground but you're quite right i mean boris johnson first of all he's got prime minister's questions to do um he's got plenty of things to worry about back home what on earth is he going to achieve by going to brussels
1: uh, a, a, another bit of theatre Mm. These fucking politicians, they're all too ugly to be in showbiz, yeah. but they're g- giving us, they're subjecting us to showbiz. Yeah. Look at us, Mercy Dash. Oh, it's Sunday night. Let's head to Brussels, all of us. No, no. It'll look good on the telly. Yeah, but it, mask it won't, on, know. folk. Put, put but except it'll on. look
0: ridiculous, because I was watching Boris being interviewed today at some hospital or other, because, of course, it's V-Day, and everybody's terribly excited, apart from Matt Hancock, who's weeping about the vaccine. <laughs> and he's being interviewed in a fucking
1: mask. I mean, what is all that about? I know, I know. Uh, So that's what we're being subjected to, deliberate choreographed theatre that will look good on the telly, which, when we're talking about the very future of this country... Uh, I think is a really pathetic thing to be doing. Don't subject us to theatre. Get on with the bloody work. What do you mean? Are you, suggesting, on the that, uh, are you
0: suggesting that the, the set piece of government... I mean, it has become a bit like the thick of it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't really become anything other than that. This morning, we were subjected to poor old um, Maggie, whatever her name was, from Northern Ireland, getting getting uh, injected with the COVID vaccine. And first, not, first not forgetting William world. Shakespeare. And William Shakespeare. I mean, that was <laughs> a
1: happy coincidence. They found that bloke. No, no, you know, no. I, mean, All right, I just fancied him saying... Uh, Hey, uh, old geezer, you're barred from getting this injection. Barred? I am the (laughs) (laughs) barred. I know. Uh, But, I mean, the whole point of government now,
0: surely, is that it's all about, you know, what it looks like. No, no, absolutely I mean, everything is now now kind of designed for the cameras. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. And that's what this theatre of the Brussels negotiations is all about. It's about showing this showing us that if the shit does hit the fan and we get no deal whatsoever, Boris will be able to say, but look at how hard I try. But to be fair,
0: I think that has has been the case, though. It's only because of the EU have been so intransigent that we haven't actually Barney, got Barnier, what a prick. I know. At
1: the very last moment, he throws in that 10, ten years, right. thinking he's going to get away with it. I know. You did this to us last time, 50 years ago. You're not getting away with it this time, monsieur. No, I mean, listen, I, I, it, you know, I've spent outrageous. the last four
0: years saying this is why we need to leave, because yeah. at the
1: end of the day, look at how they try us. He really thinks he's going to get away with that. Mm. Fuck you. I know. Absolutely not. And also, also, by doing that, he's going to make himself look like an out-and-out out dickhead. Yeah. A man who was charged over four long years with getting a deal mm. with Britain and couldn't fucking manage it. Right. Useless old git.
0: Well, this tells you why, though, the EU is so hopeless. Because, I mean, when you look at what they've done over the years and you look at the trade deals that they've done... They took 20 years to agree a trade deal with Canada. Mm-hmm. 20 fucking years. No, That's I not know. 20 minutes. I know. Not 20 months. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, how in anybody's world is that in any way efficient or useful or anything?
1: So apparently uh, when uh, the uh, contingent, the negotiating teams, mysteriously up from London and went to... Uh, Brussels, uh, with the situation looking very, very grim. And as you say, we're not going to get a a Canadian deal, but it now looks like uh, we want what we're calling an Australian deal. As they headed off for Belgium, Mm. uh, Boris was seen in Downing Street marching around singing, waltzing Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, it is a very odd time, isn't it? I mean, we have the world's supposedly most dangerous and deadly pandemic going on. Large parts of the world don't seem to have it anymore. Um, We're not seem to be seemingly very sure. I don't know if you've seen Robert Peston today. Robert Peston seems to have finally worked out that some of the data might be wrong or that some of the data they've been referring to might be wrong. He's now looking at a series of uh, ONS statistics Mm. in which he says there's hardly any coronavirus going on, which is what we've been fucking saying for months, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Robert Peston also now, for the first time ever, is actually publicly stating, I saw him last night on the telly, uh, he now... uh, for the first time, believes there will not be a deal. So, good news, folks. It looks like there will be a deal. (laughs) Well, Peston is one of these
0: characters, a bit like the two big uh, names in the news today, Kay Burley and Beth Rigby (laughs) from Sky TV. Um, oh, how and, mighty Falk. Well, I mean, she's got, Rule a, big, breakers. She's got a bit quiet, hasn't she, OK? I mean, yeah. she issued her rather bizarre apology last yeah. night, yeah. Uh, which nobody believed. Yeah. Um, and she's been well and truly stitched up by Guido Falks. But I'll tell you what, for anyone who doesn't know, um, Kay Burley has been... Um,
1: she went out to celebrate her birthday at a COVID friend. Even restaurant. though her
0: birthday apparently is not until the 17th. So first of all, it's that's... A, it's her a 84th. So that's the first question. Was she really celebrating her birthday, or is she just saying she was celebrating her birthday to make out like it was a special occasion?
1: Well, it's not every day you turn eighty, is it? You know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, she, she uh, says she went to a COVID house. <laughs> she, she went to a COVID-friendly uh, restaurant with a did. group of friends to celebrate her birthday, and then afterwards, uh, while she was making her way home, got caught short and yeah. had to uh, dash into another restaurant uh, to spend a penny there by breaking the rules. She apologised for her error of judgement, not mentioning the fact that she took four of her Sky employee mates back to her place for more rule-breaking, all of whom are now in the shit, including Beth Rigby. Now, you and I, Mike, we take a fairly fairly relaxed uh, view on these rules, because we think they're all a load of old bollocks anyway. So whilst I do not encourage rule-breaking, if anyone does break the rules, I'm kind of sympathetic to the reason they do them. You don't
0: want to call for them to be sacked. I I don't want to see No, I'm not
1: saying that. I'm just saying that that sanctimonious crowd from Sky, who have been the big cheerleaders for follow the rules, the COVID crisis, ah! Suddenly, when the chips are down, they just break the fucking rules. Well, she, but, but Kay Burley is the Rita aura of news reading.
0: Yeah, I know. Funnily enough, a lot of people were banging on this morning going, why are you not talking about it? The reason I didn't talk about it that much on the show this morning was because, basically, she's not that big of a deal. You know, Kay Burley is known no, as not a media Yeah, Sometimes
1: her audience is getting to four figures.
0: Well, maybe so. You say that, I couldn't possibly comment. But the bottom line for me is, is that she's a news figure, she's a media figure, she's someone in the Westminster bubble, everybody that we know knows who she is, I mean we met her many times I'm sure. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't mind Kate Burley because she is what she comes across as. And she doesn't really seem to care what people think of her, but here's what she said evening. Everyone. I want to apologize to you all for an error of judgment on Saturday night. I was enjoying my 60th birthday at a COVID compliant restaurant. I'm embarrassed to say that later in the evening, I inadvertently broke the rules. This is the great yeah. one, right? And then she says, I had been waiting for a taxi at 11 PM to get home desperate for the loo. I briefly popped in to another restaurant to spend a penny. I can only apologize.
1: Yeah. Uh, not mentioning that she then took four of her Sky employee mates back to her place. That's rule-breaking on a grand scale. So, never mind the spending of the penny, what about later? And they're all in the shit now. At yeah, the yeah, Scott. there's
0: apparently... Well, I'll tell you why, because NBC, the parent company, are very right on, and yeah. they're very hot on these kinds of things. But
1: have a listen Stay to this. Have a listen to this. How can you even countenance at the moment... Staying on and not resigning. Now Beth I, Rigby that's talking Rigby. about Dominic Cummings Staying on and not resigning. That's yeah. her saying that to Dominic yeah.
0: Cummings in that famous garden press conference he gave, right? Now, I would not want to see Beth Rigby resign, nor would I like to see Kay Burley losing her job,
1: but you have to ask, why on earth are these people such hypocrites? Well, to Beth Rigby, I would say, how can you even countenance not resigning?
0: How can you even countenance going out for somebody's birthday dinner when it's not their birthday? Fucking hypocrite! That hypocrisy. would be my question. Fucking
1: bunch of hypocrites. Was it really your birthday celebration? Really? Yeah. But what are we talking about fucking hypocrites can we talk about all the sanctimonious twats who, <laughs> lay, who laid into the Millwall fans oh, yeah. booing the taking of the knee yes. in the game the other day mm. against Derby right. uh, now one of
0: whom was of course Wayne Rooney that fine upstanding member of the public yeah. and oh, moral well,
1: guardian yeah. of the rest uh, the of the role society. model for any kid yeah who wants to go the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, now what those Millwall fans... I know Millwall fans don't have a brilliant history in the sphere of racism, but this isn't the point. What they Well, re- do you know what?
0: Football fans is a general rule. This is what I've found to be quite hypocritical about a lot of the comment around all of this. Football fans, for a very long time in this country, have been people who would say things and do things which the rest of the country probably would disapprove of. And until you go to football regularly and hear some of the things that get shouted, mm-hmm. you would have no idea what goes on inside
1: yeah. a football group. And, it, and to be honest with it, mostly it's just funny. It's just it's a football thing. Uh, but what those Millwall fans... Some of it? it's pretty horrible what well. those, yeah, I, mean, I was That's a, the funniest. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean,
0: you've, <laughs> but you've, you're used to it, right? But, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that those outside of the world of football... Yeah. Would not find it funny, he would find it pretty reprehensible. I mean, I took my son when he was about nine yeah, yeah, I, I for his, it. For his it. birthday, right? I took him to, to, the, kid, to right. the family section of Chelsea, right? <laughs> I, know what I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, we were sitting right behind <laughs> Jose Mourinho, and I'm thinking, you know, I mean, listen, I've sworn all my life, and my kids hear me fucking swearing. Not a problem. I know. But it's not just swearing, it's what they say. I know. I, I know. mean, trust yeah, no, it. Always comes down to the race or the oh,
1: Portuguese yeah. twat all Yeah, all yeah I mean, something. so so you know,
0: <laughs> frankly speaking, I mean, I don't want a single mill ball out as a you know as a, no, but, know, but as this, a football look, what
1: I'm saying, Mike, is I, I don't believe that is to do with racism. What it is, it's representative. Every football fan I know is sick to death yeah. of that ludicrous ritual mm. of the players taking the knee before yeah. kickoff. It's ridiculous ridiculous, we're at the eye-rolling stage, all right, fair enough, six months ago, give it a rest, it's got to But to to be fair, honestly, I mean, I
0: remember seeing this conversation between a couple of Aston Villa fans, I think, um, when it first started. People said, "Well, you better be thanking your lucky stars that there's nobody in the stadium because once yeah. they start letting people back into the stadium, mm-hmm. it's not going to be yeah, pleasant." No, no,
1: no. It's like those players, right? You've got 22 players from Derby and Millwall, those well-known academic football clubs. Yeah. You know, every single one of those players. Yeah, got any, a great knowledge I mean, of, of the only, social history. They're only fucking doing it because they've been told to. Uh, if if you you know they they. Wouldn't even be able to spell Minnesota. No. Let alone know that that's where the killing of George Floyd happened. Right. You know, the idea of twenty-two, you know, not brilliant footballers taking the bloody knee at some championship game six months after yeah. a bank robber was uh, In killed Southeast by uh, American police brutality yeah. is just ridiculous. But it's got it is. to
0: stop. Well, of course. Now, by it the way, is.
1: it has stopped. Well, here's the funny thing, right? Because the secret of events
0: was this. First of all, there was the taking of the knee. Then there was the booing. Then there was the condemnation from all and sundry, including Piers Morgan. He seems to have forgotten, by the way, that his book is about woke and how ridiculous it all is. Did you see his interview with James Cleverley, where he's basically saying to James Cleverley, a black man, that he should be more ashamed of what happened at Millwall because he's black, except
1: that he disagrees with Piers, who's white. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And as you're quite right, this taking of the knee thing at football... It's a bit like uh, cycle lanes, Uh, something happened while while the nation was put to sleep, put, put into a coma, during this three and a yeah, half yeah. month lockdown. Yeah. The authorities seized the opportunity to do a load of shit that the people they didn't of Britain the people of Britain never wanted. Oh. Now they're waking up from their long enforced slumber like the Millwall fans, yeah. and they're gonna speak out and say, Stop this crap. Yeah, right. Stop this crap. Do not impose this woke bollocks on us.
0: No, uh, exactly right. And what's also interesting is that the way that the kind of the sporting community is reacting, because I don't think they know what to do now. They're now completely in a bad place right because first of all after the booing Millwall themselves condemned their own fans right people were then saying well why is there no video footage of this why can we not find these people and can you know can prosecute them well sorry prosecute them for what exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you going to prosecute somebody for booing, for booing? I mean people finish. said to me what's your view I said well my view is if you buy a football a ticket to go and watch football you can pretty much do whatever you want yeah. it's your money it's your club if you don't like what's going on you're going to boo them the yeah, same yeah. way you would boo them if they were
1: playing shit absolutely and then uh, you while well, the the, the Millwall uh, condemn the booing of the taking of the knee and then promptly announce we're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, Q-
0: QPR, um, which is run by Les Ferdinand, I think, isn't Yeah, it? who is a man of colour, who said basically some weeks ago he didn't think it was is a good idea. Empty gesture. Empty he gesture he's not doing it. He said
1: it's futile. It's like a hashtag mm. on social media. Right. It means nothing, and Les is exactly fucking right Yeah, and that's why Millwall well all all you need to know
0: about who's on the right side of history here is that one one of the guys who is condemning Millwall for being racist and being secretly racist is fucking Stan Collymore Mm. you know a man who's got the moral sort of turpitude of a slug Mm. you know I wouldn't trust anything Stan Collymore has to say any minute of any day of any year
1: yeah, but if you're a woman, you don't want to misbehave around him. Well, okay. you certainly don't.
0: He's not keen on that. He's not keen on Scotland fans either, but that's another <laughs> story. But, yeah, so, so I mean, interestingly enough, listening to some of the conversations around this this morning, people saying, oh, yeah, but it's only Millwall that are doing it. Mark my words, there will be plenty more football teams and eventually, in fullness of time, every football team yeah. will stop doing it.
1: Well, this is exactly it. That, As I say, the people of Britain are being allowed to wake up from their enforced coma in which... Uh, uh, this wokeism was forced on them while they were unable to do anything about it. Now we're being allowed back towards normal life, being allowed to participate in life again, like going to football matches, and we will make our feelings well,
0: known. you see, you've fallen into that trap, though, as we all have, uh, where you say things like, we've been allowed to do this and that and the other. I heard this morning they're thinking of putting London back into Tier 3.
1: Well, they yeah. can fuck off. <laughs>
0: Well, uh,
1: I'm sure we
0: will be put I've only just got here. used to going out again.
1: Yeah, I'm going out to a restaurant tonight. How about that? Oh, funnily
0: enough, actually, talking of cycle lanes, I was in Kensington uh, just the other last week and I was walking down Kensington High Street. You know what they've done? Um, they had all these little,
1: yeah, these, I little know, I you know, know, these little, yeah.
0: little sort of sticks that yeah, they put in and they've attached to these sticks little square pieces of card mm. in which it says, Adopted by Johnny, aged eight. Oh, and you fuck. know, typical sort of fucking Kensington well, fuck middle class no. wankers. You know, adopted by you know Tristan, age yeah. seven and a half. Oh, I hate these
1: kids. You know. Horrible
0: kids. I know they want to Little curtail fascist. my use Little of fascist. cars.
1: And also, you know, it, but it's but this whole cycling thing is a nightmare. Yeah, try I'm and persuade us that oh, if there's a kid on, there's a picture of a kid on it. It's oh well, that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's like that twat,
0: uh, Key, whatever his name is, who writes for The Independent, uh, who's now trying to get me to interview him. I had an interview with him once. The thing he came out with on GMB was that actually it's more dangerous uh, riding in a car than it is on a bicycle, so actually car drivers should be forced to wear helmets while they're driving cars. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really? I know. What a fucking idiot. By the way, while we're talking about the imposition of wokeism, yeah. can we just have a brief word about the Vicar of Dibley oh, yes. Black Lives Matter Christmas yes. special. Yes, yes. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding me? Piss off! Piss off! I know. What a load of crap! I know. Have you seen the script? No. So, the well, Vicar- see, I've
0: never. I mean, I've never watched that show because I. Because it's shit. It's shit anyway, right? <laughs> Why would I watch it now?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, so there are three uh, revived Vicar of Dibley Christmas specials, which are being a bit overhyped. It's three Zoom calls right. by uh, Geraldine. Vicar Geraldine, as played by Dawn French, and one of them, uh, she goes into the church. The famous thing about the Vicar of Dibley—it's in a village. The village of Dibley yeah. is like locked in the past. So how fucking old is this now, by the well, way? I mean, well, they've been doing it for years. Ancient, aren't they? but the, well, no, but it's to be—it hasn't been on for years, hasn't it? They're reviving it okay. for this Christmas. Why? Well, <laughs> God knows. Anyway, you go into the church and there's the notice board. It's got a warning. Uh, information about decimalisation uh, oh, yeah. and also a sort of sign that says button lost you know if found please return right. to oh so yeah. what is it meant to so this so these are the, it's the funny notice board i it's see it's classic of old-fashioned british village life right anyway so you go in now uh and 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 it's uh, it's Gerald, vicar geraldine saying i think we need to replace these uh uh, these signs uh, with this and she hangs up black lives matter oh for fuck's and sake and then and then there's the, she literally delivers a fucking sermon about it saying I think we find that too many of our fellow citizens have lived as second class citizens for too long Jesus wouldn't like that Jesus wouldn't allow it right. it's time that we uh, agreed that black lives matter all lives I mean for fuck's didn't she not, split up with uh, Lily Henry excuse me isn't this yeah eh? she did well his life didn't matter much did it <laughs> (laughs)
0: Cheers, mate. See ya.
1: Bye. -bye. Isn't isn't that? (laughs) Is this supposed to be comedy? Well, it's not, is She's it? They're just lecturing us in a stern-faced way. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, exactly, but Fuck what's off. wrong with these people? Why do don't, they think that they have to do that? Yeah, don't tell us what to think. There's mm. BBC, of course, cloaking itself in so a So we're paying of, for this as well. Of course we are, it's right. BBC. Again, lecturing us about what we have to think. Yeah. When are these people going to grow out of this? When are they going to understand that lecturing the audience uh, about stuff that the audience doesn't care is commercial suicide? Yeah. And the BBC will lose its licence over this because increasingly the chasm between what the halo-wearing virtue signalling BBC executives want to do and what the public want is getting massiver and massiver. I know. Is there such a word as massiver? No, no, No.
0: no. Lucifer. There's such a word as Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Lucifer should be a better uh, sort of, you know, story to do rather than... A, a bit, bit like Donald
1: Trump there, ignorant, aren't I? Bigly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bigly. Now, um, we're getting towards the end of December. Um, not quite, but we've only got another week or so to go uh, until suddenly it's going to be time to stop doing everything for Christmas, right? However, um, I've got a suggestion for you because we are probably both going to be away for a bit. Um, But we should do some Thought Police Awards. You know that Harry and Meghan are doing their own awards, right? So yeah. we've decided. And the Wokey we might try, Woke Awards. The Wokey Woke Awards, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we could do the Wokey Woke Awards, or we could do, you know, I've got a few, I've been writing down a few things. We were going to talk to you about it. I was going to say hypocrite of the year, virtue signal of the year, hero of the year, you know, guiding light, sporting achievement, all that sort all of right. thing. So I wanted to give it some thought. Politician yeah. of the year. Well,
1: I'm, I'm thinking Harry, Meghan, Harry, Meghan, yeah. Harry,
0: Meghan. I've got Harry does wanker of the year. <laughs> I don't
1: know how I got that, you know, yeah. honest broker of the year, yeah, patriot yeah. of the year. Absolutely. Absolute sell-out of absolute the year. Absolute balding ginger <laughs> twat of the year. He's, by the way, this time next year, he'll be as
0: bald as a coop. Oh, he will be, yeah. Well, don't worry, because he's in California, so yeah. he'll just get himself a hair transplant, won't
1: he? Well, probably, Yeah. Um, but uh, those two, eh? God. I know. What a year they've had. But it's been great. I mean, that it? is an outrage, actually. You know, the, 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 now that they can have nothing to do with the New Year's honours list, mm. the Queen, the Royal Family's honours list, if you like, uh, they've got to come up with their rival honours. Go fuck yourself. I know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the trouble with Meghan Markle is she can't be out of the
1: limelight. Oh, God.
0: I was saying to somebody the other day if you want to look at the definition of private, it's the exact opposite of everything yeah. they're doing. I believe in privacy, privacy...
1: Let me tell you all about my miscarriage. Yeah, oh, and let me tell you all about That's not private it. at all, is no, it? No, that's
0: not. It's all private. And let me tell you why I need to make a video every single day and put it out to be kind to people. You yeah, know. Oh God, oh. It is absolute bollocks. Anyway, so what do you think about that? I so oh, will, uh, well, next week. We'll yeah, have yeah, to definitely. do a double header, um, and it will be all about the awards ceremony, it will be all about coming up to the end of the year, and hopefully... We might even get a little bit of Christmas cheer involved. I
1: think we should get a couple of genuine heroes into our thoughts. I think we should. Awards. No, I think we should. The kind because of people we really admire. Because people, admire.
0: strangely, have got the, the, the unbelievable opinion of you and I that all we do is slag people off. Yeah, yeah. Because we proved, I think, last Saturday, that we could be Mr Nice Guy. Yeah.
1: football fan i know is sick to death yeah. of that ludicrous ritual mm. of the players taking the knee yeah. before kickoff it's ridiculous uh, we, it, we're at the eye rolling stage all right fair enough six months ago La- give it a rest right. it's got but to, to be stop. fair honestly i mean i remember
0: seeing this conversation between a couple of aston villa fans i think um, when it first started People said, well, you'd better be thanking your lucky stars that there's nobody in the stadium, because once they start letting
1: people back into the stadium, mm-hmm.
0: it's not going to be pleasant. No, no,
1: no. It's like those players, right, you've got 22 players from Derby and Millwall, those well-known academic football clubs. Yeah. You know, every single one of those players. Yeah, have got a great th- knowledge th- of the social they're history. They're only fucking doing it because they've been told to. Uh, if, if you, you know, they, uh, they wouldn't even be able to spell Minnesota. No. Let alone know that that's where the killing of George Floyd happen right you know the idea of 22 you know not brilliant footballers taking the bloody knee at some championship game six months after yeah. a bank robber was uh in South by uh american police brutality is yeah. it's just ridiculous of it's got it to stop <laughs> If the shit does hit the fan and we get no deal whatsoever, Boris will be able to say, but look at how hard I try. But to be
0: fair, I think that has has been the case, though. It's only because of the EU has been so intransigent. That we haven't actually Barney, got a Barnier, what a
1: prick. I know. At the very last moment, he throws in that ten, ten years. Right. Thinking he's going to get away with it. I know. You did this to us last time, 50 years ago. You're not getting away with it this time, monsieur. No, I mean, listen, I, I, it, you know, I've spent major? the last four
0: years saying this is why we need to leave, because yeah. at the end of the day, look at how they treat us. He really thinks thinks he's going to get away with that. Mm. Fuck you. you.
1: I know.
0: Was she really celebrating her birthday or is she just saying she was celebrating her birthday to make out like it was a special occasion?
1: Well, it's not every day you turn 80, is it? You know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway. <laughs>